The Lord be with you. And with A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. So first of all, like Father Derek said, my name is Deacon Andrew Ming, and I'll be at St. Thomas Aquinas for the next 10 weeks until early to mid-August, and so I'm really excited to be here and really grateful for all of the hospitality you all have shown so far, and I look forward to getting to know all of you better and to growing in love of Christ with you over the course of this summer. In his book, Priests for the Third Millennium, Timothy Cardinal Dolan recounts a story of an encounter he once had with a Jewish psychologist who told him, Father, keep telling your people that God loves them. So many people that I work with have so many of their problems stem from the fact that they don't believe that God loves them. And therefore, they're unable to love themselves or they feel themselves unworthy of love. This story kept coming back into my mind when I was praying with today's gospel and when I was staying with those iconic lines from that John 3.16 verse, possibly the most famous in all of scripture, that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him might not perish, but will have eternal life. It's easy for us to hear that and to sometimes fall into the trap of thinking, how could that possibly be true? It's easy for that fallen, sinful part of our minds to go, how could God possibly love me? God loves the world. God loves everyone else, sure, but me? With all of my faults and imperfections, with all of my past sins and failings, how could that possibly be true? How could God love me? And furthermore, it's also easy to tell ourselves, well, God could only love me more if... If I were just holier, if I were more patient or virtuous, or if I were a better parent or a better spouse, or if I hadn't committed all those sins I have in my past, then and only then could God love me. But what we see in today's readings is a direct counter to those lies that we can tell ourselves. The gospel says that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but rather that the world might be saved through him. And likewise, St. Paul in the second reading says that the love of God the Father, the grace of Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit are with us always. Anytime you are inclined to think that you are not worthy of God's love, or that you have to earn God's love, or that God can only love you when you reach a certain level of perfection, please do understand that these thoughts are diabolical lies straight from hell. God loves you more than you will ever possibly realize. And the proof that we have of that is found in the cross of Jesus Christ. God loves you so much that he gave you his only son. And furthermore, and this is the hard part for a lot of people to accept, but I promise it's true, 
God not only loves you, but in fact, God likes you even. God rejoices in you. God delights in you. God doesn't just tolerate you with gritted teeth and rolled eyes, annoyed by everything you do, but you are precious in God's sight, and he delights in you. When Jesus was baptized by St. John the Baptist, we see all three persons of the Most Holy Trinity on full display. As the Son receives the Holy Spirit, and he hears the voice of the Father saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. When we are baptized, we are united to Christ. We are branches grafted onto him, the true vine, and we really become one with him. And because we are one with Christ, and because the Father can say to Christ, you are my beloved son, through baptism, God does say of each and every one of you, you are my beloved daughter. You are my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Even the worst sins of our past are like drops of water, just waiting to be destroyed in the infinite furnace of God's loving mercy if we will only ask him for it. In his first letter in the Bible, St. John makes the incredible claim that God is love. He doesn't merely say that love is an attribute of God or that God is the source of love, but he says that love gets to the very essence of what God is. And this divine love isn't just some static, abstract thing, but it's rather an eternal exchange of love between the three divine persons of the Most Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And with this in mind, we can truthfully say that we exist because we are made by love, by God, for love. It is the love of God that gives our lives meaning and purpose and joy and peace and satisfies the deepest longings of our hearts. And because the Father did not send the Son to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him, we are called to enter into that life of divine love, that life of Trinitarian love, both here and now in this life and for eternity in the life to come. And so with all this in mind, we can better understand what that psychologist meant in that beginning story with Cardinal Dolan. We live in a world that, especially in recent events, can sadly seem devoid of love and that is clearly in desperate need of love, both love of God and love of neighbor. And when we truly know at the core of our being that we are loved by God, that God cannot in principle do anything other than love us, it gives us peace. And when we have that peace, we then have the ability to share that divine love with everyone we meet. We have the ability to go out and be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. God always loves you. Never forget that. <laughs>